Would you turn to Matthew 16, please, this morning? Everybody happy to be in church? Matthew 16. We've been on a series for a few weeks now. We're calling The Church. The Church. The subtitle is, It's Not Just a Sunday Thing. (laughs) Right? The church, it's not just a Sunday thing. And the reason I say that, and I know it sounds humorous, but how many know that with millions, that's all it is? It's just a Sunday thing. You go, and quicker you get out, the better, and just say you went. Religious. But God is real. And we believe the church is very, very high. On his list of priorities. And what he values. In Matthew the 16th chapter. Matthew 16. Verse 13. Jesus said to his disciples. He asked them. Whom do men say that I the son of man am? We spent our whole time last Sunday on that didn't we? Who is he? Well he's the head of the church. Does it matter what you believe about him? Can you be saved without him? No. Can you have the father without the son? The Bible says you can't. Can you get to the father any other way except for faith in the son? What if you don't believe in Jesus? Then you are an unbeliever. Matters not where you're from, who you are, your nationality, your background color, your age, your education, nothing. You don't believe in Jesus, you are not saved. I know some folks don't like it that plain, but if you're going to be a Christian, you got to believe the Bible. He is the head of the church, and he is the way to the Father. And what you believe about him and who he is makes all the difference in your life, whether you're lost or saved, where you spend eternity. So he says, who do men say I am? Who do you say he is? Well, let's agree with what Peter said by the Spirit here, right? Some said, well, you're John the Baptist. Some said, he's Elijah. Some said, he's Jeremiah. Some said, well, I don't know, but he's one of the prophets. He said, okay, who do you say I am? There comes a point when you need to quit quoting other folks. Well, this is what our church believes, but what do you believe? Hmm? Mom and daddy always believe, well, what do you believe? Hmm? What do you believe? So they told him what everybody was saying. He said, okay, all right, what do you say? Simon Peter answered. He spoke up. He was the first one to speak up. Sometimes he was the first one to speak up and it wasn't good. (laughs) But today... (laughs) He was doing good, at least for a little while. Read later on in the chapter, and he wasn't doing so good. But he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Everybody say that out loud. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, let's don't be religious. Let's don't be historical. Is God real? Is he real? Is he sitting on the throne this morning? Hmm? Is Jesus real? Was he born in the manger and and lived and preached and and ministered and healed and delivered? Was he nailed to the cross? Did he die? Was he laid in the tomb? Was he raised from the dead? Raised physically. Physically. From the dead. You can't go to a grave and find Jesus' body. His body's not here. His body, he's in his body. And that body's seated at the right hand of majesty on high. And he is not just a man. He is the Christ. The anointed one. The Messiah. The son of the living God who never sinned. Who's precious Pure, spotless blood buys our redemption. He has bought us with his own blood. 
Is this real to you? Do you believe this? Glory to God. Now that's most important. Don't let anybody distract you with anything else. And cause you to think that anything else is more important to God. This is it. And last Sunday we talked about this. That during that time in the church people were getting excited about angels. And we read about it that he warned them to not volitionally and voluntarily get involved in worshiping angels and forget to hold to the head. Hold to the head. Angel, there is no angel that's ahead of the church. The church is not built on angels. The church is not built on any government or any group. What's the church built on? Jesus. Jesus. Can you get excited about this now? Now, the reason I, it might seem unnecessary to say, but every generation, large portions of the church get sidetracked on something and usually several things. And in their pursuit of something that might be a truth or a partial truth, they forget to hold to the head. And they emphasize something else more than the head. It is not to be. Said out loud, he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father which is in heaven. This revelation came straight from the Father, straight out of heaven. It is a forever settled truth that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I say also to you that you are Peter. And that is a word for rock, but it means a rock that could be moved, a rock that might be carried You are a rock, and upon this rock, which is another word for rock, foundational stone, rock like a mountain, (laughs) rock like bedrock that goes thousands of feet deep, on this rock, what rock? The rock of the revelation that he just spoke out, the rock of the Christ The son of the living God. On this rock. I will build my church. Say that out loud. On this rock. rock, I will build my church. church. Well that was Jesus talking in the first person. We can say it like this. On this rock. He will build his church. Say that out loud. On this rock. He will build his church. Is this something he's interested in? What kind of priority is this to him? This number 10 on the list of most important things to God? Eight, nine, five. What do you think? Hmm? We took some time and we read other scriptures in previous sessions about how that Jesus has purchased the church with his own blood, the Bible says. What's more important than this? What does he have going on in the earth that he's more interested in, that's a bigger priority to him than building the church? That was a little weak. People are hesitant about this because they think, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about that? What about the nations? And what about the governments? And what about this? I'm telling you, this is number one with the master. Building his church. Because all none of these nations are going to last. None of them. All the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our Lord. And they're just going to be one. One kingdom. The kingdom of God. And it's the church that's going to rule and reign with him in this kingdom. Can you say amen? If it is number one with him. Building his church. What should be number one with us? Building our company. What should be number one with uh, us? Taking care of our family. Huh? Yeah, but it is. What should be number one with us? 
building our retirement. Life is short. It is so brief. Another few breaths and you and I are not going to be here. People live down here like they're always going to do what they're doing right now. We'll get up. We'll go to work. We'll come home. We'll sweep the floor. We'll make the bed. We'll eat and watch the news and go to bed. We'll do this forever. No, you're only going to do it a few more times. And then you're out of here. Hmm? Is it true or not? How many millions and millions have lived on this planet before us? And they were born and they grew up and they married and they had kids and they went to school and they worked and they died and they're not here. It's happened over and over. And people say, I don't like to think about that. Preacher, just hush. I don't want to think about it. I know my life is short, but I want to enjoy my life. If you are a child of God, your main purpose for being on the planet is not to enjoy life. Now, you can enjoy some life, and you can't enjoy life like you can enjoy it serving God. There is no more joy in life than serving Him, but you must get your priorities straight. If you live for your business, then you're not living for God, even though you call Him Lord. If you live for your family, then you're not living to build the church and to please God. Now, when you get into this kind of thing, you run into some walls. Because people, so I've had people tell me, tell me to my face. Well, now, I know all that, Brother Keith, but now my family comes first. And they say it like it's written in stone. My family comes first. Like they're justified in it. Like everybody ought to know. Well, of course, that's what's right. If your family comes first. God is not first. Simple. If your family is first, if your kids are first, your grandkids are first, your spouse is first, then God is not first. Is that okay? That means Jesus, you have faith in him as your savior, but he is not your Lord. He does not run your affairs. You run your affairs. And millions of Christians Jesus is not their Lord. They are their own Lord. They run their, that's why they can't submit to anybody else. They don't submit to the Lord. So don't be shocked if they don't submit to you. But listen, in a few more days and a few more breaths, we're all out of here. It's a fact. If you're a believer and you're saved, your name's in the Lamb's book of life. Nothing to be scared of. Nothing to be bothered about. Something to look forward to. I'm telling you, compared to heaven, this place is a garbage can. (laughs) Compared to life there, this is no more pains at all. Never another pain. No more crying. No more sorrow. No more dying. You Once you get out of here, you'll never even see another flower die. <laughs> no more disabilities. No more crime. Nothing. Once you're out of here, you're done with all that. I said, Phyllis, this morning did something, reminded me of Brother Hagen. We served with them so long, day in, day out, you just pick up things and you remember things and I said wonder what we call him dad his respectful term I said wonder what dad's doing this morning and I said he's having fun I know that he's had the Bible said they rest from their labors no more work and their works do follow them everything you ever did good goes with you follows you well then you ought to be interested And doing something for the church. Slash doing something for God. Right? When I say the church, I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm not just talking about a building. I'm talking about the church that Jesus said, I'm building. Hmm? The Lord has a building project. Are you interested in his building project? Getting involved in building what he wants built. What is it? 
the church. He said, on this rock. What is this church built on? It's built on the Christ. The son of the living God. He said on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What should be number one in our life? Hmm? Whatever we believe is number one to him. What is number one to him? I believe at the top of his list. Is what he said right here. Building his church. Now that's not building a denomination. That's not just building buildings. Building his church. His church is made up of living stones. You're one of them. I'm one of them. We are the church. Is there anything more important to him than us? We're it. We're the apple of his eye. Go with me to some other verses. Let's establish this further. In uh, 1 Timothy 3. Well, on your way there, stop by Ephesians. Ephesians 2. I'm going to read some scriptures to you. Then we'll read this. I want to establish this to you from the word. The Bible said in Ephesians 2 and verse 20. He said, you are built. You're what? Built. Built. What did the Lord say he's going to do? I will. Man, that's powerful words coming from the mouth of the master himself. I will build my church on this rock. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner stone is added there. He is what they are built on, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth. Everybody say groweth. Groweth. Is the building growing? Groweth. All the building fitly framed together grows unto an holy temple in the Lord. What is the church? We've gone over this before. The Bible said the church are those that are written in heaven. You believe you're written there? Your name is written? The Bible says we, what is the church? The word literally means the called out the called together. We are the ones God has called and chosen and joined together with others that He's called and chosen. We read the church is His body. The church is His body, the scripture says. Also, the church, the Bible says, the church is His bride. The bride is His church. And then finally, this. The church is his house. His house. We're called his house, also called his temple. His house or his temple. And he's building his house. And it is a first priority to him that his house be built. And fully completed. And when he's done building his house, that's it. When the last living stone is sealed into place by the Holy Spirit, that's it. Everything else is over, and all that remains is for him to fill his house with his glory. And to show us the exceeding riches of his grace through the ages to come. Somebody say the church. The church. Can you see why I say it's more than just a Sunday thing? The church. He said, you are built on the foundation. This building fitly framed together. He has put every one of us in the body as it has pleased him. Groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Now, if you read your Bible much, 
Particularly your New Testament. Have you read this kind of thing before in other places? About the temple, about the building. I mean, you'll see it again. You'll see it in Hebrews. You'll see it in Ephesians. You'll see it in Colossians and Corinthians, Romans. You see it in the gospel accounts. I'm telling you, this is big stuff to the Lord. This is priority to him. This is what he's interested in, in the earth. His church. His church. And it's what's going to last. The heavens are going to roll up like an old garment and scroll. The elements of this planet are going to melt with fervent heat. It's all going to be done. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And all the governments of this world and all the history and all the stuff and the business and the plans and the factories and the hobbies and the recreations won't even be a memory. But the church will be there. I said the church, the head of the church and his body, the the bridegroom and his bride, the house and the one who built the house. And it's going to last forever and ever and ever and ever. And so shall we ever be and dwell with the Lord. Can you say amen? Somebody say the church. Are you a part of the church? What's the Lord doing? He is building his church. Building his church. Go to Hebrews 3, please. Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3. It says in verse 3, This man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, Inasmuch as he who's builded the house has more honor than the house. Hmm? Certainly that's true. Verse 4. For every house is builded by some man. But he that built all things is God. Let's skip to verse 6. But Christ as a son over his what? His own house, where is his house? Whose house are we? We're his house. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end, that is our faith in the Christ. We've got to hold on to it. We are the house. The Lord's building his house. Now go with me to 1 Corinthians 3, and and I want us to begin to see something. And I, I want to say it over and over again. I want you to get it in your spirit. Building is synonymous with increase. Hmm? Yes. Somebody said, we built on to the house. What does that mean? Yes. Means your total square foot has increased. You don't say, we built on a bedroom and another living room. We built on a family room, but our square foot decreased. No, no. When you built and you built up and you built on, you increased. You were added to. You expanded. So when the Lord says, I'm building my house, what is that? Expansion. Increase. It's the will of God. The Lord loves his church and is building his church. The devil hates the church and seeks to destroy the church, to hurt the church. Can you see this? We're going to look in the book of Acts in a few minutes and go through there a few places and see there. But a, a simple illustration, Saul before he got saved and became Paul, the Bible said he, he was breathing out threatenings against what? The church. And he went and sought and got letters from the authorities giving him authority to go and do what? Persecute the church. And he went and drug out brothers and sisters and leaders and, and they stoned uh, Stephen and hurting the church. Here you see the devil's priority. The devil wants to hurt the church. 
He wants to destroy the church. He wants to tear the church down. He wants to tear down what the Lord's building. Doesn't he? But the Lord. Who's stronger by far. No comparison stronger. He is building his church. Said out loud. He'll build his church. He'll build his church. He is building his church. And the gates of hell. All the authority and power of hell. Cannot. Will not. Prevail. Or stand. Against the church. The church is permanent. Nothing's going to be able to permanently destroy the church. The enemy has inflicted some damage here and there. But it's fixable. And nothing can stop this rising, this expansion, this increasing of this spiritual edifice. The church. The church of which you and I are a part. You will never be a part of anything any more important than the church. The church. 1 Corinthians 3, are you there? 1 Corinthians 3. He said, and we spent weeks on this in our previous series on growing up. He said, I couldn't speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat. Hitherto you weren't able, neither now are you able. You're carnal. There's among you envying and strife and divisions. Are you not carnal and walk as mere men? For while one says, I'm of Paul, another says, I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? What's going on there with all this strife and this division? A house divided what? It can't stand. Well, if it's not standing, it's fallen. Is that the enemy's plan? Oh, that's his every, every moment purpose is to do something to tear up the church. Now, the church is you, me. And we're not just the called out ones. We're the what? Called together. And unless you and I get together on some level... There is no church. We can't all just stay home and do our own thing and never fellowship with each other and never join with each other and be the church. That's why he warned us in Hebrews. He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together like the manner of some is. But I'm paraphrasing now. Get together and encourage each other and build up each other to do what? To build the whole church. Worldwide, whatever we can do, building the church. And we ought to be agreed together that we're not going to let the enemy's devices work to come in and put us at odds with each other and in strife and at each other's throat and divide each other and play into his hands and let him tear up the church and tear down the church. And if you can't do that, it proves you're carnal. Isn't that right? This passage, he said, why is it that you got all these factions and you can't get together and you can't get along and you're carnal? He said, you're little babies. You've never grown up in the Lord. Well, can you see the wisdom of the Lord? He had us for weeks on growing up, growing up, growing up, growing up. Why? Why? Well, so we can get to these verses that follow the growing up part. Right? What verses are those, Brother Keith? Can you suspect what they might be? Huh? Verse 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, what? What are they planting in? What are they watering? What's the Lord building? But God gave the increase. What is God's work? Increase. What is his plan? What is his will for the church, which is you? Increase, increase, somebody say increase, increase, say it again, increase, what am I doing today? I'm planting and watering, 
He mentioned these are ministers, right? Paul, Apollos. Well, you've been planning. If you've never heard it before, we're planning. If you've heard it before, we're watering. And you got both going on. And sometimes you might wonder, well, why, Brother Keith, do you review the whole thing and go over the whole thing? Because you are not the only one in here. And there are thousands of people you can't see that are in here. Hi. Thousands. And more thousands than those that will log on later. Huh? And download. And hear. So just believe with me. That we're planting the right thing. And watering the right thing. And if you've heard it before, don't think, ah, I've heard that before. What does that it means? Nothing. What are you doing with it? Amen. What are you doing with it? And if you have heard it, couldn't you use some more water? Yes. Huh? Okay, if you've heard it a hundred times, couldn't you use some more watering? Yes. Say, yeah, brother, water that thing up for me. Yeah, come on. Water it up. <laughs> Remind me. Let me hear it again. And in all time you're being reminded, you should be asking yourself, am I doing this? Am I doing it? Am I seeing results? He said, I planted, Apollos watered, but what? Say that out loud three times. God gave the increase. Say it again. God gave the increase. One more time. God gave the increase. Is that his will? All the time? How can you be built and not increase? Being built up? Is being increased. Now keep reading verse 7. So then. Neither is he that plants anything. Neither he that waters. I mean it's whether it was me that planted. Or somebody else that planted. That's not the thing. Whether it was me that watered. Or somebody else that watered. That's not the big deal. The big deal is that you got planted. Whoever it was that did it. The big deal is that you got watered. But the result is. God. That giveth the increase. Giveth is present tense continuum. Give and keep on giving. Gives, we'd say. Said out loud, God gives the increase. Say it two or three times. God gives the increase. Again, God gives the increase. 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 That's another word for prosperity. Isn't it? Prosperity means to succeed in reaching. It includes the ideas of abundance and plenty. I mean, if it's good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, it had to increase to get to that point. It had to increase till it got half full and then it had to keep on increasing. Till it got three quarters full. And then it had to keep on increasing. Till it got full up to the brim. Then it had to keep on increasing. Till it's running over the side. Somebody say increase. 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 I just saw that. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. I knew it but I didn't know it. We have taken flack. For prosperity. More than anything else. More than healing. More than other things. I mean people have called me ugly names. They've written me ugly letters. They've tried to hurt me. Waited outside in the parking lot. Acted like they're going to hit me. Been persecuted about this. To me not much. To me it's like. (laughs) But we have. And throughout the years. And growing in my understanding. I'm realizing. Flesh and blood is not the deal here. They are motivated. By something else. That's beyond them. It's the enemy. I mean a man don't come out. Mad and spitting. And trying to cuss in a church parking lot. Like he's going to hit you. Because you used the word rich. In your message. Why? Somebody right. And they're so upset with me. About some things that we're doing. And some things that we have. And they didn't put a dime in it. Why would they care? Why would they care? Oh, but they do. Oh, they do. And what is God's purpose in the earth? 
building his church. He is the God who does what? Gives the increase. If you can stop the increase, you stop the building. Oh, do you see that? Why does the devil hate increase so much? Why does he care? Why does he make such a deal out of it? Because it's intertwined with the building of the church. Can you see that? Now, whether you get that fully or not, don't throw it away. But it'd help you to just go around night and day saying, God gives the increase. God gives the increase. God gives the increase. The increase. And says, yeah, but now that's talking about spiritual things. That's talking about spiritual things. Now listen, you don't believe in natural increase. You don't believe in spiritual increase either. You don't have one without the other. You don't have one without the other. They go together. Well, that went over like a lead balloon, didn't it? You can't separate them. That's like separating water from wet. You get to water, you get to wet. Right? You got spiritual increase, you will have manifested material increase. We're having church in here this morning. In this lovely facility. Got plenty of room. Bills are paid, we're not in danger of getting the lights turned off. Messages going around the world through these cameras and the internet and TV stations. None of this would be happening if there hadn't have been some material increase. If I and you and many of us had not been increased in our personal finances and able to sow into this. Right? But the reason we were increased financially is because first we got increased spiritually. Is that right? How many that God has advanced you, you're in better shape financially and materially now than you were a few years ago, but you can look back and see it didn't start in your pocketbook. It didn't start in your bank account. Where did it start? It started inside you. It started in your spirit. It started in your soul and it got in your mind and it got in your mouth and you started talking increase. What did 3 John 2 say? Beloved, I wish, I desire, I pray above all things. How important is this to the Lord? He didn't have to say above all things. But he did. Above all things that you may prosper and be in health. People say, ah, that health and wealth, that health and wealth. You better watch what you're making fun of. I'm quoting the Bible. That you, he said, above all things, that you may prosper. Mr. Willie's talking about spiritual prosperity. No, later on he talks about inside prosperity. So he has to be talking about external. Prosper and be in health. How? Even as your soul Prosper. I've heard people say, well now, see what he's saying is the most important thing is the soul prosperity and these others are not. No, he did not say that. He said this is going to happen as your soul prospers. It has to happen inside you first. Increase does not begin outside. It begins inside. In you who are the church. And what's God interested in doing with his church? Oh, somebody's going to get this this morning now. What's he interested in doing? Building his church. You are the church. Can you see what an error it is that people try to find fault with us and say, Oh, you're talking about prosperity. You ought to be talking about souls. What do you think we're talking about? You show me how many souls you get broke. Show me. 
And I'll show you what we can do with a billion dollars. It's ignorance, isn't it? Ignorance. And yeah, you may think I'm a little animated, but do you know how mean people can get about this? I'm telling you what, they despise us over this. And their people get up and tell their people, well, you know, it might not be God's will for you to have much. And you just need to take your lot in life. And then they turn around and talk about building the church. That's unreasonable. If the church, I'm talking about the local church, if the local church is going to increase in advance, you know what's got to happen? The man and the woman on the pew have got to increase. Hmm? It's ridiculous to think that the church is going to grow and increase and the men and women on the pew stay where they are or decrease. It's ridiculous. It's unreasonable to think. No. Does God desire your increase? Your spiritual increase? Your soulical increase? Your material increase? Why? Why? When you're increased, the church is increased because you are the church. But not only that, you're ready to use your resources, your increased faith, your increased knowledge and wisdom, your increased time that you got now because you're so wealthy, don't have to work so much all the time, your increased money to build the church. Advance it. Increase it. Can you say amen or oh me or I don't know or, or what? Say it out loud. God gives the increase. Say it again. God gives the increase. One more time. God gives the increase. What's God's will for your personal life? Every year? Increase. Is it the will of God? Now listen. Is it the will of God for a church to stay where it is? Hmm? Have the same number of folks coming that it did 20 years ago? Hmm? Are fewer decrease? Could that be the will of God? For some advanced spiritual reason that nobody understands. Could it be? Cannot be. Don't care who it is. Don't care if it's you. Don't care if it's us. Cannot be. If God's will is being done, what's happening? The church is being built. Built up. Added to. Increased. In order for that to happen, you got to increase too. Could it be God's will for you to stay where you are spiritually, physically, financially, materially as you were 10 years ago and just stay that way and stay that way. And then, of course, when you retire, go down. Decrease. Because everybody knows, you know, when you retire. That is not the will of God. What's the will of God? Come on, tell me. What about your vision list that you come a toting in here on February? Should that vision list be bigger or smaller? Bigger. Should the stuff on it be bigger or smaller? Bigger. The numbers, should they be bigger or smaller? Bigger. bigger. There should be increase. Before there's going to be increase out here, there's got to be increase in here. In your thinking, in your believing, in your vision, increase. God is interested in increase. 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 You see him when he first made this thing. And he told them, what? Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill up this thing. Increase this thing. Hell should be decreasing. Sin should be decreasing. Lost people numbers should be decreasing. And the church increasing. We know this is the will of God. We know this is planned. We know this is his heart. He said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
Let me keep reading. Verse 8. He that plants and he that waters are one. Every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. What are we working on? We working with him. What's he doing? What are we doing? You are God's husbandry. That's garden. You are God's building. Building. According to the grace of God which he's given to me as a wise master builder. See, Paul is comparing himself to a man who has engineering knowledge and a blueprint reader. Not just somebody who can swing a hammer, but somebody who has these formative and planning skills as well. I have laid the foundation and another builds thereon. He said other people are building on what the Lord helped me to lay down. But let every man take heed how he, how he builds thereon. You can't just build whatever you want to build. Got to do it his way. For other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid, which is Peter. Oh, no. Excuse me. Huh? What foundation is this thing built on? No, it's not Peter. It's not any denomination. It is Jesus Christ, hallelujah, the Son of the living God. This is what we built on. And this is what we all hold into. This is what brings us together and keeps us together. We all have faith in the same one. We all love Him. We all serve the same one. We're all here to do the same thing. Build this thing. Build it. Get it built. Get it built. Get it built. Oh, my, 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 my. What if, what if, what if just the millions that were going to church in this country this morning could really get stirred up about this and combine all their faith and all their resources to get this done? Just all the churches in the state of Missouri. What could we do? What could we do to get this thing built and done? Can you see why the devil is working so hard, so hard to keep us apart, keep us separated, keep us fighting? But we're smarter than that. I said, we're, don't just go out and judge and go, yeah, I don't understand why nobody can get along. Well, they're always fussing. I've always had trouble with that, why churches can't get along. Well, who do you think churches are? You. You are the church. You. <laughs> Quit pointing a finger and show us how you can get along with somebody. he said other foundation can no man lay than what's laid which is Jesus Christ if any man build on this foundation gold, silver, precious stones wood, hay, stubble every man's work will be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is If any man's work abide which he is built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he'll suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as by fire. When this life is over and everything is judged, all the works of men are judged. It's not going to matter how much money you made. There will be no rewards for who made the most money. There will be no rewards for who had the greatest accomplishments or who had the greatest invention. Did you hear me? Or who was the greatest athlete? There will be no rewards for this. The only thing you'll be rewarded for is what? What you did that built the kingdom. No, a lot of folk don't like to hear this, but we need to hear it while we still got some time to do something about it. The only thing that's going to matter is what we did that built the kingdom of God. Now, people do a lot of stuff in the name of religion that they call building. But when the fire hits it, a lot of it's going to be burnt. And it's just it was PR. Did you hear me? It was just a bunch of stuff that people did because they wanted to be seen and known. And it didn't really build up the kingdom. But things that really built the kingdom, things that people knew about, things that people didn't know about, the fire is going to flow over it. And when it passes, it's going to be shining like gold. Which means it's here to stay. (laughs) Eternal. (laughs) And you'll be rewarded for that. And people will know about it throughout the ages. That you're one of the ones that helped build that. 
Not talking about buildings, we're talking about the church. You're one of the ones who helped build that part of the church during that time. You'll be known for that. And nobody can ever take that away from you. But how much of the world's population gets up in the morning and thinks about that? Precious little. We can't control it, but we can control ourselves. Somebody says, well, I've got to make a living, and, and I've got to do this, and I've got a family. I know that. God knows that. But if you get your heart right, and you get your priorities right, everything you do can have kingdom significance and kingdom impact. You can stock groceries and be a good witness for the Lord. You can sweep a floor. You can pump gas. You can tie your children's shoes to the glory of God. You can do everything you do with the heart for the kingdom and ready and willing and believing and in faith for increase to be able to affect the kingdom more and more and more. And it starts in your heart that you get up and say, God, everything I have, my body, my money, anything is yours to build this kingdom with, Lord. Use me. Let me have a part. Let me help. Show me what I can do to build this kingdom. And if you got a heart for it, He'll use you. He'll show you. But if you don't care to know it, if you just want to be comfortable and watch TV or fish or whatever, and that's all you want to do, then you'll live out your few little days and it'll be up and you'll die. And if you're saved, you'll go to be with Jesus, but you won't have rewards. Did you hear me? And you won't be known for these things. You won't be a part of them. Now, what he said, he'll be saved. But so is by fire. In other words, the fire will consume all the stuff that was done in the flesh. Nope. You and I are kingdom builders. Working on this building. Go to the book of Acts. Let me read some of these to you and I think we can wrap this up pretty quick. Thank you, Lord. Don't get in fear over wasting your life. Don't get in fear on not being able to do anything. Just do what you know. Simple. Do what you know. Do what's available to you. Just do what's available to you. Do what you know. Do it with all your heart. Do it with all your might. Do it as unto the Lord. Hmm? And if you do, He'll increase you. He'll increase you. How many can testify? If you just do everything you know to do, He'll increase you. Look here. Look at all these hands. I can say I could raise both feet if I could. I mean... When Phyllis and I first started out, we weren't making an impact on anybody's life. We said, yeah, but you're called to the ministry. So are you. Well, I'm not a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher. All of us are called to build the kingdom, build the church. It's humorous to me that people will come and say, Brother Keith, I feel like I got a call on my life. You want to say, you didn't know? Everybody has a call on their life. But we're still dealing with that old traditional religious thing that there's a handful of people that's called to the ministry, preachers, and everybody else just pretty much does what they want to. And as long as they believe God, they go to heaven. That's all that counts. No, no, no. We're all called to build this church, not just this local thing, the church, the we're called. All of us are called. All of us are called. Use what you got. Use your knowledge, use your days, use your time, use your resources to build up the church. Who is the church? We're the church. And everybody that will come in and get saved, they're the church. We're the church. Thanks be unto God. Acts, Acts, second chapter. Let me read these to you. What's God interested in doing? What's the devil interested in doing? Tearing the church down. Is there anything more important going on in the earth, on the planet? No. The book of Acts is the account and record of the beginnings of the church. You and I are still writing the book of Acts. Because the church is still going on, still being built. Well, how was it working in the beginning days? Look in Acts 2. Acts 2, you know, they all got filled on the day of Pentecost. He preached to them. People got saved. Things are happening. They're increasing. Verse 47. The end of the chapter 2. They were praising God. And they had favor with all the people. 
And the Lord what? Added to the church what? Come on, say that word. Daily such as should be saved. What's he doing? These people are getting saved daily. What's happening to the church? It's being built on. Living stones are being sealed into the building. It's being built up. It's being added. It's being increased. Does this please the Lord? He added to the church daily such as should be saved. Can this happen with us? Can we be getting daily salvations? Hmm? It should be happening on many fronts. It should be happening with you. Being a witness and any time and every time the Lord would allow you an opportunity to lead somebody to the Lord, to pray with them, to get them and bring them to church, that should be happening. And the bigger we are, if that's happening all through us, that could be thousands right away. Couldn't it? If just half of us met somebody and was able to lead them to the Lord, I mean, how many is that? But then... Services can be going on. And we have the ability with the internet and TV for this just to be going on all the time. Don't we? Could people be being added to the church daily through this arm of the church? And the Lord's leading us to go out and do other meetings that could be such that would be more conducive to more lost people coming in. And more evangelistic type thrust. As well as building up the saints. Could it come to pass, in short order, that daily the Lord's adding to the church through this arm? Skip on down to the uh, sixth chapter. Acts 6 and verse 7. Acts 6, 7. What does it say? And the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests, religious folks, were obedient to the faith and got saved. You know, much better than criticizing religious people is getting them saved. People want to fuss with us about healing. Much better is them just come on and get in with us. If we'd walk in love and be sweet, people look at you and go, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe in all that prosperity stuff. You just smile and go, yeah, I think you will. <laughs> Let's go to lunch. Let me buy you lunch. Huh? Let's do this. Let's do that. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in that healing stuff. I don't believe in you smile and go, okay, but I think you will. I think you will. Come on, let's go do this. Fellowship. And love, not being pushy, not being mean, not being hard-hearted and hard-headed. Get them on in with us. Get them on in with us. Come on in. Water's fine. Acts 9. Got a couple more of these. Can you take them? Acts 9. What was happening in the church? Increase. God's building His church. He's increasing his church. Acts 9 and 31. Acts 9, 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and they were what? What does that mean? They were built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, they were what? They were multiplied. Somebody say built up, up. increased, Increased. added to, to. multiplied. Multiplied. Skip down to the uh, 16th chapter. Well, drop by 15 while you're there. You go right by it. 1541. 1541. 1541. He, Paul and Silas, they went through Syria and Cilicia doing what? King James says confirming the churches. The Amplified says they were establishing and strengthening the churches. Another way of saying edified. Built up, 
Strength, isn't, if you get stronger, isn't that increase? You're stronger than you were. That's more strength. Increase. Go to the 16th chapter. 16 and 5. 16, 5. And so were the churches established in the faith. And they what? Increased in number daily. There it is again. I think we should put this in our confessions. Don't you? I think we should confess that the church is added to daily. 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 And we're not just talking about Faith Life Church here in Branson. We're talking about the church. The church. And people could get saved through this ministry and become a part of other churches all over the world. But we're interested in the church being built. Being edified. Now read that again. Read it out loud to me again. What was happening? The churches were what? They were established in the faith. That was first. Can you see that? That was first. The Lord's been doing that. He planted this church here in Branson. You know what he's been doing with you and me for the last four years? Establishing us in some faith. What comes next? Huh? The churches were increased in number daily. Man, I like that. This is the Bible, friends. Increased in number daily. Daily. Well, if you're increased in number, it's going to take bigger buildings and, right? And bigger utility bills and. More TV stations and bigger internet bills and bigger word supply bills. and Come on, y'all are not happy about this enough. Huh? Right? But it's not a problem. Because everybody that's been there is just getting increased more every year. And now we got a lot of new people with us too. And they're getting increased. And the church, the church, the house of the Lord, the building of the Lord is just growing, just growing, building, building. Hallelujah. Floor after floor after floor, building, increasing, edifying up to heaven. Full of living stones washed by the blood. Not just people waiting till they can get out of this life to go to heaven. People who know God, who fill with the Spirit, who are enjoying victorious life in Him, who are enjoying their families and, and enjoying their friends and being witness to other people and have enough resources to help other people. Somebody say increase. increase. Don't you believe the devil's lie that some way or another in the will of God you're supposed to stay the same and it's okay for you to decrease in any good thing or any good area? No. God's will is increase. In, are you getting this in your spirit? Increase. And you need to get to the point where you just won't have anything else. If you look at an area and you've gone down in it, you just say, oh no, 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 I'm not having that. We're not going down. And we're not staying the same. We're increasing. Increasing in every good thing. Stand up on your feet. Say it out loud. I believe in God. I believe in God. Who gives the increase. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God who gives the increase. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, praise him a little bit more. Father, we worship you this morning that you are who you are. That you are what you are. The God of increase. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful. That we didn't stay in the dark. You didn't leave us in the dark. Believe in the lies that so many people believe. That some way or another it's your will for us to be without. And lack. And decrease. Or stay the same. Nope. 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 We're convinced. We are persuaded. That increase. Is your will. Close your eyes. Say it out loud. Father God. I believe you're the God who gives increase. I'm believing for it. I'm expecting it. 
I'm open to it. I'm willing for it. And I say aloud, you're building your church. And I am a laborer together with you to build your church. And you are increasing us more and more, us and our children, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, praise him some. Bless him some. Lord, we bless you. Oh, Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. More and more and more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More and more and more. More and more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More and more and more. Bless you, Lord. More good things. More people. More miracles. More healings. More increase. More victories. More deliverances. More. More and more. Increased. More and more. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.